0: To the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners.
3: airborne we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices but note that some items may not be used UK mate
0: this is shit
3: (laughs) what's what's wrong with it
0: we get back from France Uh, I just all I feel like is croissants because you know the croissants over there are amazing and this is the crap I could get over here it's uh, disgusting mate pitiful excuse for a croissant
3: well we're gonna need to go back mate I guess and get you some uh, or maybe you just start baking it yourself since you're an avid baker
0: that nah, can't be stuff on that it takes too long.
3: Nah, that's fair enough, mate. Well, you said we're going to France. Would you like to tell me where? Would you like me to tell you where we're off to tonight?
0: Yeah, we're about to France. We're headed.
3: We are off to the south of France to a place called Toulouse. It's on the axis of the communication between the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean.
0: All right. So, how far away was that, and how long did it take?
3: All right, mate. Uh, it's just under seventeen thousand kilometres from Melbourne if you would fly there direct. And it would take approximately 27 hours to fly. Jesus. Too long Jeez, time. That,
0: that was and is going to be a long flight.
3: Is it uh, worth it for the croissants?
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'll, I'll fly to the moon and back for a better yeah. croissant than that crap.
3: All right, mate. How much uh, distance do we yeah, – how, how much ground do we travel while we're there for them croissants?
0: Well, Toulouse covers over 6,000 square Ks. It has a population of just under five hundred thousand people, and apparently there's a popular sport started in France. Well, what's their national sport, mate?
3: Tennis, mate. Tennis. It's uh, on the run sheet. It doesn't say that, but it's tennis.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: nice.
0: All right. Yeah, it does say it's, yeah, it's something else, but
3: that was surprising
0: though. Besides um, croissants, their national dish is uh, pot-au-feu. Pot-au-feu food pop the food what's that it's, mate? it's like a beef stew looks looks bloody delicious so i'll have to get some um and toulouse is about 679k south of the eiffel tower so once you've finished being a you know wanky tourist and go to the eiffel tower head down south to toulouse man go watch some Aussie rules i reckon
3: yeah absolutely mate so uh there's been quite a few famous people born in toulouse and they include Gail Clichy, who played for the mighty Gunners and 2018 FIFA World Cup winner Blaise Matanui.
0: Oh, so you said famous people. I've not heard either of those names in my life.
3: Oh well, who have you got, Mike? Come on, who have you
0: got? Well, there's Jane, who's uh, a favourite of mine. She's uh, 1.4 mil listeners a month on Spotify. She oh, just it's... dominates the French music. Mate.
3: So, is sharing your heavy rotation with our uh, Thai Boy Digital?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it's just, you
3: know, one and two for sure. Ah, I say the Cobra cast isn't top two?
0: I I'll listen to Cobra on the, the Apple podcast. Uh,
3: you can get it on Spotify though, mate, so come yeah, on the you On can.
0: Spotify as well, but yes.
3: All right, mate, well, uh, would you like to know a little bit about French yeah, Aussie rules?
0: Definitely, tell us a bit about it.
3: All right, so the Commission Nationale de Football Australien is the governing body and the league is called the French Australian Football League. Australian rules football was played by Australian armed forces at Pop Ringe in 1916. A match was also recorded as being played in Le Havre. It wasn't until 2003 2004 when the first stable teams began to appear. The first two being the primary, primary Australian expat based Paris Cockerels and the mainly French Strasbourg, Strasbourg Kangaroos. The first footy match on record between two 100% French teams was played in Strasbourg. The 3rd of December 2005, with the hometown Kangaroos beating the Razorbacks 91 to 17.
0: That's a spanking. Um, we're going to speak to three gentlemen all the way over in uh, Toulouse, and they play for State Toulousan Football Club Australien. Uh, we have Benjamin, Stefan, and Antoine. I just want to uh, point
3: out before we get going, mate, I was correct. You were wrong. You just thought it was a spelling mistake.
0: Yep. so they do spell Australian with an I-E-N. I thought, well, they stuffed up, they misspelled it, but it is just a translation. They obviously lost in translation how to spell Australian, but oh well, we forgive that. We uh, had a great chat with these guys. They're... Safe to say a couple of questions got lost a little bit in translation with uh, with them, but
3: still great fun though, mate. Still yeah, great still fun.
0: great chat. Luckily Antoine spent a fair bit of time over in Australia, so he was able not to too, have...
3: not too far from the copper Land either.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I uh, hope you all enjoying the ch- enjoy the chat and we'll catch you at the end. Enjoy. All right. So today we welcome three guests from all the way from France, uh from a place called all right. Stead Toulouse Football Club <laughs> uh, uh, We have Benjamin, we have Stefan and Antoine uh, Welcome guys
4: Welcome, thank you Hello.
0: Thank you uh, Thanks for joining us um, It's uh, Yeah, we're pretty keen to learn a bit about you guys So um, how did you guys get started in Australian rules football over there?
1: Um, who wants to answer that? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, uh, I I was uh, involved in, um, six years ago in footy. And regarding the club, it has been created in 2008. Uh, it was named Crocodiles at the beginning, um, and after that it became the Toulouse Hawks. You know, like Authorn from uh, AFL. We had the same logo, the same name, uh, Toulouse Hawks, because of a partnership. And then, uh, two years ago, we became the Stade Toulousain because they are one of the best pro-team in France. And uh, we did the partnership with them, and so we became Stade Toulousain Football Australian. And after, we will talk about, I think, a bit more about that with Stefu. And uh, yeah, for me, on my side, I discovered the sport uh, with friends. They talked about it to me. They told me, you you need to come, you you need to try it. It's very, uh, really cool sport. So I came and I'm still there seven years after.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, So when did, uh, I'm going to call you the STFA from there on, so so I don't keep stuffing up the name of your club. Um, But when did uh, STFA, STFA play their first game and, and who was it against?
4: Um, the first game was in 09 and we played the first um, official French Cup and finished third
3: oh, very mm-hmm. nice. Um, so how many players did you guys have when you first started
2: Oh well, um, I know that two people two people created the club. And they started to recruit uh, new people in Toulouse. And the first season, they were around 10 players, uh, 20 players, sorry. And today we have 40 players uh, for one team. Uh, But we don't have a lot of Aussie guys because in Toulouse, um, there is not a lot of Australian people. So I think we are one of the only team in France not having uh, Australian
3: people. Oh, well, it's good that you've got so many um, countrymen that want to get involved in the sport in yeah. the area. Um, you also have a women's team as well, I believe. How did that come about? Um,
1: yeah, the women's team, it's, we can't really say we have a women's team yet now because uh, there are not many playing with us. Uh, but if first started, like for the men, it's just a, a girl, I think her name was. Uh, Helen probably uh, came to the club, and then she brought a friend, who brought another friend, and now um, there's are probably five girls um, playing. But um, it's difficult to to play games for the girls. But there is a a women's uh, tournament, if I can say that. Basically, it's the south girls, so the girls from the club from the south against the gr- the girls from the north clubs. And they play probably four games a year or five, something like that. But uh, and they also have a, a French girl team as well. But that's another that's another topic. Yeah.
3: yeah. Awesome. It's good to see that. Um. Yeah. Women all around the world, and it, especially clubs that we've spoken to, uh, you know, getting on board and getting the game grown, growing the game in both men's and women's. So it's nice to see.
0: So, do you guys find it hard? I know you said there's there's no Aussies on your team. So, do you guys find it hard getting coaches and and getting players?
2: Yeah. So, as I said, we have not a lot, a big Aussie population in Toulouse. So, it's very hard to find people experimented in the in the sport. So, um, I think mainly we have people, French people, going in Australia and coming back in France, and that's how we improve the sport here. Sometimes we have Aussie guys coming, but they they stay only a few months and they, they leave after that. So we try to to keep advice from them and to improve ourselves uh, as, uh, as we can. Uh, regarding the, the players, in Toulouse, the rugby is very strong as a sport. So a lot of pe- young people want to do rugby and nobody knows Australian football. Maybe now it starts to be known, but not a lot. So we talk to each other in the pub, uh, to the friends, to the family, and we try to to find people like that. Um, Four years ago, we tried to create two teams because we had plenty of players to improve the sport in Toulouse, but last year it was a bit complicated, so we decided to to remove one team and to keep only one team uh, as a start to do in football Australian. Um, so today we have this team engaged in the championship and regarding the coaching, it's the same thing. We don't have a, an Australian coach. Uh, since the beginning, it is a player who also is doing the coaching or an old player coming for one or two years, helping us. Uh, so last year it was a uh, Simone Monday, so Player playing in the French uh, national team, and next next season uh, after the lockdown, it will be uh, me. I will coach
0: the, the team. No, oh, very nice. Good on you. So, um, you mentioned rugby is a big sport in France and over there. Uh, do you get a lot of players that sort of, you know, might be a bit bit smaller for rugby that think you know they'll give Aussie rules a try to you know it's the body shape suits uh, Aussie rules a bit better than rugby.
1: Yeah, we um, we had a few players uh, who came from uh, the youth team from the Stadtruggeren rugby uh, who didn't make the cut, and they came play a few a few games and a few trainings as well. Um, but yeah, most players come from rugby backgrounds because they didn't make the cut from the the senior teams or the uh, first team for the clubs. So yeah, it's it's very common for them to come and, and try uh, footy in uh, in, uh, in Toulouse.
0: Yeah.
3: No, it's very good to see you guys get um, have a partnership with such a big club um, in your region and in France. I think it's um, – I actually don't know too much about the area and that rugby club, but from the sounds of um, back and forth with you, Benjamin, it was sort of a great to see such a big club in your country actually – build a partnership with a Aussie rules team in the country, in the area. So I thought that was fantastic on, you know, on their behalf and you guys for getting involved in it. Um, so you guys play in the French Australian rules football league. How many clubs play in that league and how many, oh, sorry, how many clubs play in that league and how many, and who are they?
1: Mm, um, so there's basically about uh, 11 clubs in France now. Um, there is uh, three in Paris. So there is a, Cockatoos, um, cockerels, and Anthony blues. There's also um, Sergi Coyotes, which is about north uh, west of Paris. There's one in Lyon called the Lions. There's one in Lille called the Eagles. Uh, then down south, there is uh, Bayonne, close to the coast, which is called the Toreros. There's Bordeaux, Bombers. There's us. And there is also uh, two clubs trying to rebuild their teams. So there's uh, Montpellier with the Fire Sharks and there's Perpignan with the Tigers. So there's about 11 or so teams in France, but in the tournament, there's only eight teams that are able to provide uh, enough players to have enough uh, uh, to have a team throughout the championship. Um, so yeah, that's about, um, that's about it for the French side. Yeah.
3: That's actually quite a few clubs in the yeah. country, which is nice to see. Um, do you guys play nine, nine aside side over there? Nine players um, in the field?
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, we play, um, uh, nine against nine with, uh, six, six subtitles. Yeah. It's like the same in Europe. Yeah. We don't have seal that was big enough
3: for yeah, the, Every club I've spoken to in Europe has said that it's 9v9. Nine, uh, nine nine, so it's, mm. I just check and make sure that you guys are the same because I do know that yeah. some some tournaments they do have 16 or 18 um, yeah. I men
1: Mainly Croatia usually do, do have the potential to play like that with England as well. Um yeah. But we don't have the space at all here. We're trying. I think Paris is trying to to, uh, to bring um, um, a program to have a field big enough to have one field uh, to play eighteen uh, a side. But I think that's in, in the future, not now. Yeah,
3: Yeah. well, hopefully one day you guys can get enough players in not just Paris, but even in your area to try and get, you know, a 16 a side up and going.
1: Yeah. That would um, be awesome.
3: I'll definitely be uh, trying to find you guys on YouTube to watch your games (laughs) if you yeah, giving Aden as a side. Back to the teams that you play against, who's your main rival?
1: Um, That would be Bordeaux, Bombers. Um, That's not only for footy, that's for every sport usually, uh, even rugby or or soccer. any sport because uh, we got the. It's called the the Garon derby. So the Garon is the river that goes through Toulouse and Bordeaux. Um, and every game for for footy as well, it's it's uh, it's the biggest rivalry basically uh, for the tournament. Uh, even before the game, the coaches, the players, they they say we 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 have to win this one. It's it's the one we have to win for the season.
3: <laughs> so you mentioned um, about rivalry with them in all sports. One yeah. of the questions I have been asking our guests because I'm a massive fan of football or soccer, as I'm told to call it over here. Um, I asked uh, Cardiff this morning, "What's it like in a town with a big club? What's that derby like between them two clubs in League One?" Yeah, League One.
1: Yeah. League one. What's League that?
3: One, so. What's that derby like to be at? Have you been to a derby? One of them derbies or
1: uh, not for not for soccer, but for rugby? Yeah. Um, but I guess it's, it will be the same. It's, it's the atmosphere is the supporters. They get very, uh, I wouldn't say angry, but enthusiastic uh, to the point that it's there's always uh, the the supporters on one side singing loud, and then the supporters on the other side singing louder, and then it goes on and on and on. And uh, and once the team scores, it's it's it goes it goes off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Right, So bringing it back to the Aussie game, uh, (laughs) what months of the year do you guys get to play in?
4: Uh, We play from the start of September to June, um, final include, but uh, there's two months in the winter break because uh, the rugby field are closed.
0: Okay. Um, So I was looking on your Facebook and so your season actually got, did it get cut short because of this COVID stuff? Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then is, is finish, no,
0: no winner. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, yeah. unfortunate. How were you guys going before, before it got cut off?
1: Uh, <laughs> this this season, we have to admit, we struggled a bit. We did very well last season. We we f- we played the grand final. Unfortunately, we lost. But uh, we had a very awesome season. But this season, uh, we had the. Um, Some old the old players left and they were the kind of the the very good players because they have experience. But now we try in this season to we try this season to recruit new and young players to to teach them the game. Uh, so it was difficult we we tried to prioritize the young players on the field so they can get experience. So we trying to for the long run, for the next two seasons, trying to build up the team that would be strong for the probably in three time, three years time and yep. we have the chance to play in the grand final again so this season we struggled a bit but it was still good it's still we as long as the club is is doing well and the players get along that's that's what
0: matters yeah so how many rounds do you guys get to play and how to how do the finals usually work
1: um so we play so each team plays each other once so uh, 18 there will be 7 games in during the regular season and then there's the semifinals so that's the f- the first against the fourth and the second against the third who plays the semis finals and then the winner of both games um and usually the regular season ends in april uh and the f- semifinal in may and june yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh.
3: Is it cold playing across there at that time of the year?
1: So uh, from September to November, it's kind of uh, cool. But <laughs> during the <laughs> during the other months, it's well, because we got the winter break. We start again in March, oh. and from yeah. April to June, it gets very hot. And we played the grand final, and it was it was. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible.
2: Um you, you know this, this year we came to lions to Lyon to play a game and on the road we see some snow. So we thought, Oh shit, there is no way we will play another snow, it will be crazy, but no it was okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when we were speaking to uh the Cardiff president this morning, um he mentioned that they play obviously in their summer months and I was Mentioning that I could not imagine trying to play in the the winter, the European winter mm. that you guys get, it would be very hard to play in the snow. I would imagine. Um, yeah,
1: some so players obviously- did play. Some players play in uh, in the snow a few years back, and apparently the field was covered in snow, and the game still went on. But uh, and actually, I never played in the snow. And I would like to play too, just to try how it is. <laughs> but yeah. I'd probably regret it after a few minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, I reckon the uh, novelty would wear off after about the first 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so winning the leagues, uh, leagues in Europe and the French League is no different. It gives you an invitation to the AFL Europe Champions League, which is held every year in Amsterdam. Um, have you guys had the privilege of uh, being invited oh, sorry, to participate in that? And what's it like to play against the best teams in Europe if you have?
2: Yeah, we we did it. uh, It was five years ago, I think. Uh, So we came to Amsterdam for the Champions League. Uh, We finished at the fifth place for our first uh, league. It was a really cool result. Uh, And we didn't do uh, other Champions League for now, but we won. Our aim is to to, do once again, because it was a really, really cool weekend. It was cold, as we were talking about just before, but it was a really cool. Uh, and you know, the, the team, uh, during the tournament, they, they want to win, there is a big... Uh, they are competitor a lot, but after that, uh, this is so cool to meet other people from other country to share with them, uh, it, it, really good mood. Oh,
0: that's alright. So, um... Do you guys play in any friendly or tournaments across Europe with any other European teams?
2: So we organized a, a tournament a few years ago with the English team. I uh, you know there was a London Giant. Uh, I don't remember all of them. And it was really cool. Um, so we want to do it again. But, you know, <laughs> as it is... A, a new sport in France uh, regarding the price of the, the cost of the travelling and it is a bit complicated for us sometimes so we try to, to travel to Europe to meet other clubs but it has a cost and each player has to put money on it.
0: Yeah, no, alright. So, have you guys had any of your players get to represent France at the international tournaments?
1: Yeah, um so I'm I'm um, luckily one of them. Uh, I, re- I went to London last, uh, October to play the European Championship. Uh, but yeah, every year we, we have a selection from a uh, Australian coach. So his name is uh, Andrew Ensworth. and he, uh, he goes to the, the game throughout the season and picks the players. And, uh, and every year we play, um, the Euro Cup. Uh, in uh, in a random country. So I think last year was uh, Sweden. Uh, and this year it was supposed to be Scotland. Um, so we have a few players every year from the Toulouse who go to uh, to these uh, tournaments. Um, who are luckily selected to be part of these tournaments. Uh, we also play anzac So on the I think it's 25th of April, if I don't.
3: Yep, that's correct. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah. So we we play against uh, Aussie players who are uh, who travel who are traveling in Europe, I think, at the moment, and who are selected to play this game as well. So we go to um, villiers Botonneux, which is north of France, and we play a very early game after the ceremonial uh, for the UNZAC, uh ceremony. Um, and there's also the international cup, which. Which is held every year um, in in every third year, sorry, in Australia, and so that's 30 players selected to go to play um, other countries. So I think there is uh, countries like Fiji, Nauru, Canada, USA who come and play uh, this tournament, Um, and it's a three-week three-week international tournament, and I think the the grand final is played at the MCG in Melbourne usually, but um, that's if you're lucky enough to make the grand final. <laughs> but yeah,
3: I think, Rifty, next time um, the AFL International Cup's on in Melbourne, we're going to need to venture down there and chat to all the clubs that we've spoken to over this time because it definitely sounds like a good weekend or good three weeks from the people we've spoken to that are aware of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I haven't been myself because I I wasn't playing footy then, but um, it's it's apparently the people who came from this experiment, this experience is they say it's awesome just to be there and to meet uh, other players from all, all around the world. It's apparently it's awesome experience.
3: So you said that um you represented France in London. Was, yeah. Um what was that like? Was that such a great experience to represent the country of France in an international game?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome. You 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 feel very lucky to be there. Right? You 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 also share the game with other players from from France, who usually you meet uh, on the field for the other teams, and it, that's also very special because you have this rivalry. But uh, for the time of uh, the tournament, you have to you have to play with these people. Usually, you don't. Even probably don't get along on the field, but outside you you see that they are just like you and me and so it's it's uh it's very it's very cool to be part of that and then to represent the country on the top of that it's is awesome and then you see very great players on the other team for the other countries I think i saw the the grand final i think it was uh uh Great Britain against Denmark, and the players are very very good that it's even if you if we uh, don't match their level, it's awesome to play against people like that, and you just want to improve your your game after this kind of tournaments.
0: Yeah, very much. So, um, is it hard for you guys to gain sponsorships and support? You, I know you said it's pretty expensive to travel to these tournaments. Uh, Stefan, as the president, do you find it hard to get the sponsorships uh, to support um, the club?
4: Yeah, you have to know that in France, Australian football is not recognized by a sports minister. So all the money that you can get is from the player lessons and so mostly the sponsor. So to get sponsor, you have to, to knock, to knock all the door that you can, yeah. smile and explain the horsey rules. And if you get lucky, they give you some money from the club. So at this moment, our two best sponsor are the Australia. It's who is in charge for helping if you want to live in Australia. And and Lufian Mesure was with an excellent bar to, to go after
3: the game. So, yeah, So the topic that I like asking all these clubs about is their social side of things. So what do you guys do off the field, like your functions or your night night outs, like what is a good social night out that your club involve?
1: Um, so I know that in Australia the most clubs have uh, uh, ladies' nights or the best and fairest nights. So we we don't have re- we don't really have those uh, uh, in Toulouse. We try. We do have the best and fairest. Of course, we we have that uh, at the end of the season to pick be the best players of the season and other other awards we can we can give out. But we do have uh, uh, Christmas parties, for example, or everyone all the players come the their wives if they have and kids as well and we do have a big dinner and and stefan usually gives a speech a funny speech and uh we uh, we we end up having a mess a lot of beers <laughs> until the early morning but we also uh, try to go to social events uh, uh, that occur in our city so for example the rugby rugby games or if they're also um uh, charity charity events. We try to go and and, uh, and go to those, and even on weekends, just catch up for uh, for uh, a beer or so. We just go play, kick the ball as well, and uh, and we also we don't. It's not really a footy trip, but it's also a trip for a weekend. where we go away with the the players and uh, go uh, in the, in the Pyrenees or in the, in the countryside, and uh, we. Um, we have uh outdoors activities such as kayaking or uh, rock climbing or other stuff like that to just to to get together and uh, and uh, make sure the the club uh, i would say that uh, atmosphere is is uh is good so that's we're trying to do those uh activities on the side yeah
3: uh, very nice so it sounds like you're quite a tight knit bunch at the club yeah you yeah. said that you go to that trip which isn't uh, footy trip? Do you guys have end of season footy trips over there?
1: Um, we, it's something that we want to try to put in place because uh, it's it's definitely a a good thing to have at the end of season to relax and just to 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 enjoy the the end of the season. But it's it's hard, like Steffu said, it's it's or Jibben as well earlier for the championship. Uh, it's for the players. We so they play the license, and because we have to go to other cities on the other side of the country, sometimes the license doesn't cover the cost of the trip, and so sometimes the players have to chip in a bit to uh, to play the away games, and so it's it's hard to to organize a footy trip because there would be a lot of um, more money for the players to. chip in some some players are still students so they don't have have much money Um, but other players have kids and wives and footy is already taking a big time of their family time so organizing a footy trip will be asking them to to leave the wife and kids for another another weekend or week and like you uh, like you say with have earlier it's it's hard for the girlfriend to say, "Hey, you can go on <laughs> on a free trip with the boys." <laughs> so, yeah. We were telling... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's so that's why yeah, it's it's we want to organize or to have this in the future, but for the, those reasons, it's it's a bit tricky. Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely it would be, especially with the amount of time, as you said, that you guys are yeah. away from your families and money being spent to just be able to play a game that you love. So I can understand how it would be a bit difficult to add an extra. Waking the way on the bees with your mates.
0: Yeah, so question for Stefan: How how did you come to be the president? And and what does your your role as the president entail?
4: Um, I become president mostly because uh, the one before who was a woman uh, left. We were working together the year before, and I want to continue the job that she started. So um, I was elected. I was the only candidate, so it was simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my role as president is not so complicated because um, we first of all are a group of friends. So if there are big decision about the club, we take it together. So my role is to organize the the home and all the way in uh, away games and and the parties the during. Uh, there, there are also three or four meetings for the leagues or. And stuff. Uh, since the last year, I'm also responsible of the um, of the competition of the national league. So um, for Toulouse, for Toulouse clubs, I get a lot of help from my staff and my uh, my co-president Robbie. So, that's,
3: Sounds like you, are Rifty, mate. The only person to put their hand up to be the president. <laughs> that's how you got <laughs> the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Antoine and uh, Benjamin, how did you guys get involved in the club?
2: I start. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I've been involved in the club. Um, I like to help uh, my club. Since I am young, I'm always involved in um, every club I am uh, or in the classroom, things like that. So I wanted to also help the club as I am. The best I, I can. Uh, two, days ago, two years ago, I became the secretary of the, of the club because Stefu was a very, very good president, so I wanted to, uh, to help yeah. him a lot. <laughs> he became the secretary. And so for, for ne- next year, I think yeah, I, w- I will become the coach with two other uh, players in the team, and we will try to continue to improve the club uh, as best as
0: we can. Very nice. So, um, have all, all three of you have actually played footy?
3: don't Rift. Though. We didn't find out how Antoine got to the club, mate.
0: Oh, oh. sorry. Antoine, yes. <laughs> go Antoine. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, he's, he's yeah, for my, <laughs> we
1: go. for my part, um, uh, I never really helped any club before I was, when I was a player. And I thought that was kind of um, my part now because I'm big getting old I'm 28 now and being one of the in that section of the old players and I think it's time for for me to show that to the youngest that the club is not only the players it's also the one the people who are behind uh, trying to organize all the events so including the games and uh, the foodie functions so I'm trying to pitch in and trying to help as much as I can now and uh, hopefully trying to to be that Old generation who stick with the club after even when they're done with the the fully uh, the player time. So yeah, I'm, now I'm just trying to help Stefan Jiben as much as I can to to make the club uh, go forward.
3: Uh, so you said you're 28 and you're on the older side of the club. Was that correct?
1: yeah yeah it's <laughs>
3: what is, what's your average playing group because at our club 28 you'd be considered a spring chicken and young and full of energy oh uh, it's <laughs> a, lot uh, of our, sorry, a lot of our playing group is what i'm 29 almost 30 and i'd be in that sort of average standard age group not old yeah. at all
1: well um for us uh, yes most of our players are going towards their 30s so i think uh Ben and Steve are already thirty um, yeah it's 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 tough because um that's what's it's different with the nine v nine against the eighteen you have to run a lot more it's a lot more sprinting you have to be very uh, um, fast and i think at least for me from my from my point of view it's twenty eight you're starting to to see the difference when you're twenty one and twenty eight and you're starting to get slower and and you, you get a lot of injuries. I got many injuries with my ankles, especially in the shoulders. So I'm starting to to see the, the end of it. Maybe I hope for two another two years. But after that, probably it's, it's going to be time for me to be on the side and, and help in another way than
0: kicking the ball.
3: They need a super rules, Rift.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we have Wanna explain uh, to them what it is? We have a, a league now that goes all the way to over 55s. So they have a, they have a, like I, am 35. So I played in an over 35s team, and then we have an over 45s team and an over 55s team now. So you could be 55 years old, 60 years old, 70 years old, still playing football. So many of those guys just never stop.
1: Uh, can what what kind of potions are they are they drinking? I want some.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of beer, lots of beer. VB. Okay. We'll have to send VB, you some okay, beer. Yes, so. <laughs> uh, all
1: right then. I want some I, I think one
0: of those. <laughs> Um. So do you guys get to watch much AFL football over there on the TV? Do you get to see many games at all?
2: Yeah, um, on the TV. Yeah, yeah. we. We did it not in real because for me I never been to Australia. But uh, each year we we take the watch AFL season pass. We share it with uh, different players and we watch it all together or alone at home because it's very early when there is a match in Australia. It's quite early in France, so we can see it only during the morning uh, if we are wake up
0: so do you um do you all have a different team that you follow an afl team
1: or do you... um f- for me for me it's the Geelong cats um i've been following them since 2009 i think that's that's the year i think that's the year they won the championship yep. um and um and uh yeah i, I really um like uh, gary ablett um his dad was a. uh a genius, and I think he's got his good jeans on as well. So, and when he left for Gold Coast, I was pretty shattered. But um, Geelong is for me.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, he's back at Geelong now, so you can be happy again. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it's good to know that uh, his his father has been long time retired. That he still recognizes a genius over in France, and you probably probably never got to see him play uh, in yeah, his in his no. playing days, but. He was uh, one of those exceptional players that we were only just talking about ourselves recently. So Yeah,
3: I think when recording this, we're not going to try like, you know, to act like we haven't recorded this at a different time. I think maybe 10 minutes before we joined with you, we were chatting to one of our players and his favourite player, player of all time was Gary Abelett Senior. So it just shows you that even across in France, they know oh. exactly who it is and yeah. you know, it's a common thing. So, so what,
0: what about, about uh, Benjamin and Antoine? Uh, Stefan, sorry. Who do you guys go for? So
2: yeah. um, I think when I started the the footy, we was named two oaks. So firstly, I came to see uh, the game of all form. Uh, but last year, I watched the uh, Brisbane Lions, and they impressed me because there was a lot of young people players and. The last season, they were at the bottom of the championship. But that was cool to see them last season, to, to watch them. So I think I will like them. Yeah. And for me, it's
4: maybe North Melbourne. Um One fan of the club give me give me the jersey. So definitely North Melbourne.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, easy to go for a team when someone's giving you the club. Um, uh, Antoine, I believe... That you've played in Australia before.
1: Ooh. To live in in Australia for a few years, so I played uh, I played a few local games um, down in Melbourne, uh, and I played also. Um, uh, so I played two in two clubs, diff- two different clubs: uh, Hampton Rovers. so that's down in uh, on the Bay Side, and there's a uh, Knox Falcons, which is. More towards the outside of uh, Melbourne, uh, towards the the east. Um, yeah, so I played probably four season, something like that. Four seasons,
3: yeah. So nice. Knox is oh, ten minutes f- from our club, maybe fifteen minutes from our club. So yeah, fifteen. Yeah, yeah real oh, close. Really? Actually, yeah. So nice and close. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hampton so, uh, Hampton Rovers uh, in bad. our our league. We we. We're not in the same division, but... uh no, that's, that's Hammers. Rovers are uh, the Vaffa. Oh, Vaffa, yes. yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah,
1: doing Vaffa, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. But no, not too far from us at all. So you actually were living and playing footy in, around Sandown. So it's actually pretty cool to hear. Um, yeah. I'll ask you first because you've lived in Melbourne and I ask Benjamin and uh, Stefan. Have you ever been to a game of footy?
1: Yeah, many. I think my, the first one I watched was... Um, what I've been to was Orphan um, against Collingwood, uh, first first game I've been to, and uh, it's, it was an awesome experience. Um, and I think Collingwood won uh, uh, by, by a lot because they were, in 2009, I think they were a really good team. They were well, this STR, but yeah, good, good to be there. And it was an awesome experience.
3: And you you other fellas, have you guys had the chance to venture across to Australia and see a game?
4: No, not for me.
3: Well, hopefully you guys get out here one day and get to the experience, you know, the MCG in a a packed house. Um, All right. All right. So let's uh, just mix it up a little bit now. So we're going to, as we like to say, throw a few of your teammates under the bus and have a bit of fun with that. Um, So... around the room which player at your club would make the best reality tv star (laughs) and why
4: think about um take a cameraman for filming all the team and sell to the channel because i think it's a really a a good show
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i I think there's one player who will be um what we call this guy um Alex his name is alexander um he's got Heaps of tattoos on their arms, uh, you know, like, um, uh, how do you call that the island? The people from the island, they have, like, tribal tattoos. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's, he's, how uh, oh, old is he now? He's 33, something like that. He's 32, 33. Yeah. Um, and he's got a, he loves co- cosplay. Um, when they dress up as a, a character and he loves Captain America and he's always... Always dressed up as a Captain America and trying to to impress the girls, but he always fails. So that's <laughs> that's probably a good man to have on the TV show. That sounds
3: like a good one. Benjamin, can you think of anybody that you would like to uh, say is reality reality TV star at the club? We were thinking about this thing, guys, Alexander
2: yeah. is a good candidate. It is always i naked, you know, he's always a very good candidate.
3: For, for that. We um, have French all our players that we've spoken to on this had the same, yeah, same as you guys, one or two players, it's same answer every single
1: time. <laughs> Gets naked, that, that's, that would do it. <laughs> no, it's,
0: it's good to see that uh, even all across the world, there's always, uh, you know, one standout character at a club that, you know, brings a lot of joy to the club, and 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 I'm sure you've got plenty of stories that you could tell about him uh, off camera. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he sounds like he sounds like a good character for sure. Um, all right. If and again, let's just take it in turns. If if any of you could choose to be another person from the club for one day, who would you choose to be?
2: It's a hard Um, question. We have a lot of specimens in the the team. No,
4: no. For me, it's uh, someone who has a good kick. For me, someone who has a good
1: (laughs) kick. uh, Uh, Probably uh, we got a player called Stefan Vezel. And, uh, no, it's not him. It's not Mother <laughs> Stefan. It's, uh, I'm,
3: I'm concerned here because as soon as you said that name, Benjamin's just started pissing himself laughing. And Stefan's going, wait, no, not, it's not me. Just so you know, it's not me. So I'm intrigued as to uh, who this boy is now. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, basically, every time the the coach is, um, is explaining a drill, um, these guys always say, um, oh, but if we do it this way, it could be better, but I don't get it if we play that way. Uh, he's always contesting the what the coach is saying, and his head inside his head is the brain might might go like a thousand <laughs> kilometers an hour. And we like, why are you thinking this? way? just just do it, and it will be fine. <laughs> and so I, w- I just want to be in his head for one day just to see what happens <laughs> up there. So it's uh, we've
3: got blokes like that at our club too that you just sort of sit there and be like, just your brain moves far too quick for your own good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, we will just go around, take it in turns. Um, What's the funniest thing you have seen that you can think of while playing Aussie rules or that you've seen while sitting on the sidelines watching another game or what have you? Uh,
1: During a game, I think it would be hard to... To find something to see something funny because everyone is so serious about the game here and he wants to to win but um, I, I I hear stories because I, I joined the club probably two years ago and I hear stories of always and especially one with Stefan the one that is here um, <laughs> uh, one player tried to so the someone kicked the ball up and one player trying to grab the ball and Stefan jumped and landed on his arm and snapped his arm and <laughs> And Stefan looked down he's like, "Oh shit <laughs> uh, and, and the funny thing the funny thing is it's it was a teammate wow. it was not is an opponent, he' uh, a teammate, so I that's think that's unlucky. the funniest. Unlucky. that's unlucky it's it's a funny story that's on the, on the field that's the funniest you can get here but i' off of the field I think we got many stories, it's but after, stories each,
4: but, yeah. after after each game we elected the, the worst um on ground the worst thing on the ground and and the guys got dressed up like funny for the for the party after
1: and uh-huh. and usually it always lands on Stefan Wessel not him the other one <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sure, from the sounds of his mind's working that quick, he wouldn't actually recognise what's hap- realise what's happening yeah. to him. So it's all fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, it was funny when you were telling that story and you said, uh, "Oh shit, your your Aussie ac- your it was like you did it with the Aussie accent." Then it was, uh, it
3: was quite. <laughs> I sort of wish when I went down my injury last year, if that was my uh, reaction, not screaming in agony on the ground, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> a little bit more uh, manly than I was.
2: And, and you know, the, the guy uh, who lost his arm is still in the club, is managing the team with us. Uh, he's involved a lot since this. <laughs> 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 it's a secret to keep the people. <laughs> this,
1: this guy is doing a lot of push ups now because he's scared to snap his other arm off. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Now he's got plenty of time to to work on the guns and get them pumped up for for the next yeah. season and uh, exactly, make sure yeah. we, make sure they're strong, bigger and stronger for next season. Um, so how are you guys getting through this current lockdown and and staying connected to your club and players?
1: Um, well, we at first it was tough, yeah, because um, we like we said we were struggling this season, so we wanted to train hard and to get the young guys fit and ready for the rest of the season but so we now we actually um follow um some people some uh, fitness trainers online um and we get together on on zoom and uh, and follow the program um and we all get so basically there's probably 10 of us each time something like that um and we try to keep keep fit because these trainers they they work on different part of the of the body. So sometimes they do cardio training, sometimes they do strengthening, um, without weights. Um, so it's good. We keep fit like that. Um, and, uh, and actually after 45 minutes, uh, we, we're, we're exhausted. They are such good trainers that we are exhausted. We actually turn the mic off every time and swear at each other without knowing because <laughs> it's that hard and it's good. Um, we keep fit, uh, we can go for runs uh, once an hour at the time, so we, we go out probably every second day for runs uh, by ourselves, but uh, we try to keep it as much as we can.
3: Mm. Um, go ahead, Benjamin. Uh,
2: yeah, and we also do the digital footy challenge uh, initiated by the Montreal uh, club. With I the, the, yeah, 10 clubs, I think, around the world doing it. And so during the first week, we, we were against the Calgary team. And we won easy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to actually bring that up because we've had Calgary Kangaroos on and I do follow you, um, you guys on Instagram. I've been seeing all the stories of you know, the handstand challenges between you guys and Montreal and Calgary and all that. What is this digital football? I keep saying like round two results and you know, New York, Seattle, Ottawa, what is digital football that you guys, this thing that you guys are doing, with other clubs?
2: This is, um, so every week, uh, two teams are facing each other and then we have to fill uh, an Excel file with the time of uh, exercise we did. So for example, how long we run this week, how long uh, uh, we did some push up or some weight exercise. And at the end of the week, the Montreal team—we uh, don't know how—but they calculate the points, and they give the result uh, each week. It will last six <laughs> weeks. We we will we will start. Uh, we are in the third week. Yes.
4: Yes. Yeah, and week, yeah.
2: we won the last two weeks because we are strong people in the team, <laughs> and there is also bonus points uh, every week. So Montreal gave a challenge to every team, and if you succeed to this challenge, you have more points. Uh, so this week it is to, we have to do the reverse plank on the wall. I don't know how to call it, but uh, you, you need to fair, be on yeah. the end to, to stay on the end during one minute.
3: One. Well, um, yeah, so according to the ladder, you guys are currently on top of the, the Pike the Pike Conference and uh, you are you know, a couple of positions ahead of Calgary, but I reckon we might need to keep, keep a close eye on this rift and start sharing it across our social medias and cheer these boys on the beat, the other clubs.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds like a great initiative and a great way to connect clubs, but also a great way to stay fit. And, um and you know, keep your players involved in in staying fit and challenges, and that competitive side. I bet comes out when you when you're you know trying to get the win over this uh, club across the uh, the other side of the world. We've mentioned it a few times, and
3: I just feel like it needs to be brought up to every club that I speak to. That I never realised how um, clubs all around the world connect with each other. For example, in Australia. Before or before we started doing this, we would never ever think about doing what you guys have done and these other clubs and doing stuff together during periods like this from you know from Canada all the way to France. It's quite incredible just how the how am I going to say this? The game of Aussie rules brings clubs from all over the world together as one type of thing. It's quite impressive and it's actually you know, been quite a surprise to me because I said over here that just not something that we really think about doing.
1: Yeah, I think the sorry, the social media brings it's for us it's easy to communicate with uh, other clubs and uh, and I think it's especially more the fact that um Aussie rules is not uh very um developed in Europe or other side of the world than in Australia because Australia it's the the national game and in for example in the USA the national game is American football in France it's European football and or rugby um and for us, because we are such a small community in every country, we try to reach each other in the other countries so we can organize and, and uh, make the game bigger overseas.
3: And we hope by um doing this, when we first started doing this, for people that don't know, it was a way for us to stay connected with our players and bring some content to you know interviews and whatnot for our players. And we sort of fell into West Lothian. And since then, we decided that this could be a way for to grow the game and bring clubs like you guys and your Calgary kangaroos to a whole different audience and promote the game overseas from within a small club within Australia. So we're definitely learning through this that social media does help grow the game around the world because of the fact that it is such a small, unique game and any club that can get a little bit of extra promotion or someone to talk to seem to be really happy about it. So we appreciate you guys having taken time today and I'll get to a few
0: more anything else rifty yeah just thank you guys for joining us uh where can everyone go to um follow along the journey of stfa i'm gonna try and say it again yeah, yeah, <laughs> Stato- Stato- we got it spelled yeah. differently here that's why uh so, yeah. I, will, I will ask you, uh, it says uh, Football Australian with a I E N I-E-N yeah. at the end there. Yeah. Um, is that just the translation? or Because um, yeah, we spell yeah. it I-A-N in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's
1: that's the French translation, basically, yeah. It's, yeah.
3: We were having discussion before you guys jumped on, and I was sitting there saying, oh, I might just hear how they translated and he wasn't having any of it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, that's the,
1: definitely but Would yeah, if, for the social media, we so we got an Instagram account and a Facebook page. Uh, so basically, if you type uh, uh, "Stade Toulousain Football Australien," you'll find us um, on both social medias. And we also have a, a, a website, which is currently in construction. So uh, in a few in a few months, it will be ready to go. And um, we're trying to keep uh, up with the the season, uh, how, who's playing who, uh, what's the ladder, what's where we are on ladder, um, what's the the events with the status during the year, um, and all the photos during the games and trainings and stuff. So we're trying to to um, build that website as far as we can during the the uh, lockdown because uh, we have time. <laughs> yeah. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely uh, you know, tag all your socials in this and. You guys make sure that when that website's up and running to shoot it across to us and we'll make sure we pump it out on our social media. Um, Definitely. Thank
1: you for
3: that. No worries at all. I just want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Once we get access to our rooms, we'll send you across one of our polo shirts or a jumper and we might even throw a couple of cans of VB in there for you so you can play Uh, (laughs) you. TV. We do really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your uh, morning, afternoon across there.
1: Um. Start over the afternoon, yeah. Over oh, the afternoon. Yeah. Taking
3: time out of your Saturday yeah. afternoon to join us. Um, yeah, we really do appreciate it. And we hope that you guys get a season started at the back end of the season when you guys are meant to be going.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having us. It's, Enjoy, it's a pleasure.
3: And if you guys uh, can manage to win that championship, we'll definitely get you guys back on to you know, a couple of weeks after to talk about it.
0: Definitely. <laughs> definitely. For sure. Yeah. Best of luck with everything. Uh, like Like you said, I hope you guys do get to – to play your season, your your next season, your twenty twenty 2020, twenty, twenty one season. Um hopefully there's, you know, it all eases up before that that season kicks off and you you get a whole season at the end of this year. Yeah,
1: hopefully. Yeah, we hopefully have a good start as well. Yeah. Thank uh, you for having us. And yeah, hopefully you too have a, a shot at footy again after everything is, is good and, and ready to yeah, go on your uh, side. Fingers, crossed, crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. crossed.
4: And, uh,
0: yeah, like we said, best of luck for you guys for the for the rest of this year and uh, we look forward to following along the journey on your social media and um, good luck with the digital footy challenge as well. hope you can uh, maintain a strong start and <laughs> keep working on those guns so they don't, uh, <laughs> they don't go breaking on you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. Thank you very much. Ah, thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the Cobblecast. Thanks again to our guests. And if you make sure you go head over to socials and follow those, um, but at dog, where can everyone go find out about these social media and our socials? Where can everyone go to look? You hit up
3: our Facebook, mud at Sandown Cobras FNC, or just search Sandown Cobras football netball club on Instagram at Sandown Cobras FNC and at Twitter at Sandown Cobras. There is a second uh, page of this at sandown cobra fc that is no longer valid that was made years and years ago so ignore that page because twitter won't delete it um or you can head across to our website that my beautiful co-host here made www.sandowncobrasfnc.com.au took you yeah. a while to realize i called you beautiful didn't
0: beautiful. it mate? Oh, nice thanks, thanks man i appreciate that it made my day um But yeah, we also share the links to all our guests' socials. So if you go ahead, head to the description of the the video and you'll be able to get links to their socials. Um,
3: And if you want to hit us up for episodes of past player or a current player that want to get involved and get ourselves back to a bit of grassroots stand down cobras, hit us up on their socials because we're always keen to chat about the past and the present
0: players. Yeah, we'll try and fit you in with a busy (laughs) schedule. Um, But also, we are now available on... Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So you can go over there, give it a listen. You don't have to sit in front of your computer watching. You can uh, listen throughout the day. And also, we would just like to say that if anyone is looking for somebody to talk to and needs some help, there's some great organizations out there. So you could head to uh, otlr.org.au. Uh, they're a great organization, as well as beyondblue.org.au. They're another fantastic organization that can help with uh, mental health. Um, but we've also got a sponsor on board that can also assist. So New Life Psychology uh, is a psychologist in Berwick and they're now taking phone appointments. So you could uh, get a referral from your GP for a mental health plan and, and contact them.
3: If you are in emergency, though, call triple zero. or if you do need someone to talk to you straight away and New Life Psychology are closed, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14.
0: Yes, we are also supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign because zero is the only acceptable number when it comes to road toll. Do your part to stay safe on the roads, especially when everything starts to open back up now.
3: And just through this period, but also as I said, and Cobras, as well, it's a big thank you to all our services on the front line, our medical services, our nurses for helping us get through this period.
0: Lovely. And ch- tune in for the next episode and keep looking out for all the things coming up with the CobraCast. Thanks.
3: Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP.